Gentlemen, I know y'all heard the theme song then dropped, and you know today is Sunday, so that means it's an all-new episode of the Rap Lab Podcast. It's your boy, the motherfucking Candyman, the A-L-F-R-E to the D. It's the one and only T-O, you know. And it's your boy, QG. And uh, today we are joined by a good friend of the show, a good friend of mine, recording artist, Nivlak Lamage. Nivlak, what's up, my man? Yo, what's going on, everybody? What's going on? Hey, welcome, welcome. Glad to have I you here. I appreciate that, appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, today we're going to talk about Kanye West, but before we get into that, um, the whole world by now, 21 episodes in, uh, they know the three of us. Yo, Nivlak, um, we're going to give you a, a space right now. You know, we got a rule for, for for the guests that come on this show. You know, just tell the people who you are, what you do, and um, how you got on the podcast and who brought you on. All right. Awesome. Um, without taking up too much time, um, Nivlak Lamage, that's my stage name. Uh, I'm a rapper, sound engineer, uh, podcaster. Uh, got a new podcast coming. I'm in the works with it with my sister. Um, should be out within like a month. And I'm working on a couple different, couple different projects musically. Um, I I can't really speak to when those will be out because of the state of the world right now. So a lot of things I wanted to do to make sure those is done correctly. So I don't want to talk on that too heavy. But um, I went to high school with you, L and. Absolutely. Been listening to the podcast since the first episode. Uh, I was there. I was there crying with you when you lost. I mean, 98, 96. I appreciate that. <laughs> these guys, these guys, they don't like Hey, you um, asked for it, man. Had to do it. Oh, he was the one that commented. <laughs> yes, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> still ride, I still ride with 96, though. But go on. I didn't mean to interrupt you, bro. No, 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 you good. I was actually going to wrap it up. Um, Yeah, like, I'm just, the only the only thing I can say that I'm, like, just a little bummed about is, like, I can't say, hey, it's great to be the first guest. I got beat to the punch. Yeah, but but don't, so, but don't, but don't guess, worry. Yes, 
It was nope. no, no, no. It was it was a great episode. I'm not even mad. Like, definitely enjoyed that episode. Yeah, shout out, shout out to our boy Eric on that on that Wu Tang episode. It's in the archives. Um, just last sure. week, so absolutely. But don't worry, don't worry, bro. Like you here now, and that's that's what matters most. Um, so today we're talking about Kanye West, and um, so let's talk about uh, Chicago real quick. Cause Kanye rep Chicago. Um, that's where he first started music. That's where that's where he grew up. Um, prior to Kanye, Chicago really didn't have like many notable rappers come out of the scene. Um, off the top of my head, the only people I could think about are Common and Twister, and the only producer I could think of is No ID, and he worked exclusively with Common on that first uh, album, Can I Borrow a Dollar? Um, QG, we spin it to you. Um, what do you think about early Chicago? The early Chicago rap scene was very diverse. What I loved about it is you mentioned Common, you mentioned Twister, you also got uh, Rhymefest, who was in the underground at the time. He was an underground MC. You got the, crucial... same, the same Rhymefest that made brand new, brand new. Yes, yes, the same one. From That's his it. early humble beginnings, he was just freestyling and battling. You got Crucial Conflict that came out at the time. And uh, you also got um, Do or Die that also came out. So everybody had their own unique style. And they had their own unique techniques. Chicago is looked at as a very jazzy, soulful place. Right. And you take you take all of that and you merge that together, and then all of a sudden you got this young kid coming out named Kanye West, who's originally from Georgia, but his roots are so in, entrenched and in deep with the Chicago sound. So that's what was going on prior. And you know, come to think of it, Chicago prior to Kanye, because we also miss somebody. Um, 1994 was a, was the biggest year for Chicago and rap up until that point, because as you know, 94 Common dropped Resurrection and DeBrat dropped uh, Functified. So um, I don't know how she slipped my mind, but um, but yeah, but other than that, Chicago was very quiet. Like you already had like certain places or certain cities you go to, and they were like known for hip hop. You know what I mean? Like you had L.A., you had New York. Um, some people will even count um Houston in that conversation. Um, others would say New Orleans at a certain point in time with, with, with P and No Limit and Cash Money in them, um, had them on fire. So like, you know, you could go all around the, all around the country, but like nobody was like, Chicago was quiet for a while. Um, let's go around the room real quick and just talk about Ye as a producer early on. So Nivlak, since you are guest, um, we started off with you, just your thoughts on just early Kanye production wise. Um... <clears throat> Well, to be honest, I didn't get into Kanye until like he dropped his second album. But once I re- once I realized that he was producing some of my favorite um songs back when I was a kid, it's just like it opened me up to Kanye as like I was already on him as a rapper just from listening to the first two albums, but then realizing he was producing a bunch of his own music, which I have a great trip like a tremendous amount of respect for as a rapper and as somebody who tries to make beats and fails horribly. And also the fact that Mad Classics, this man has done those. Like, I have a tremendous amount of respect and just like admiration for this guy. Right, right. Um, Tio, what about what about you and your um and your thoughts on er- Kanye's early production? I never knew who Kanye was until the Blueprint, and um, of course, this was the time during the Nas and uh, Jay Z beef era, and of course, when we heard the song Takeover, that's when I was like. 
okay well first of all jay-z is going in with with his verses but it was the beat the beat was just like crazy i was like yo i ain't gonna lie i'm past jay-z's lyrics who produced this beat so when i finally got a chance to like maybe a few months later to finally listen to the blueprint album i looked at the credits and that's when i saw some guy Kanye West, k West at that time uh, that's part you know they do like the initials then the last name this guy so after that Another huge hit from the blueprint comes up. H to the Izzo, once again. It's produced by Kanye West. And I'm like, this And you could see like a cameo with him in the video, but I was never sure what what how to put two two together, like who this guy looks like and who is this other guy. So when I found out, I was like, uh oh, so that's the Kanye West. When I saw it online, I said, that's the guy I saw in the H to the Izzo video. Now I know who he looked like. So then I was like, got some good beats and his early days was good even though i've told he was you know unknown doing parts of the bad boy days but that's another story but that's how that's how i learned about kanye west first and, and qg what's been it to you as the last man in the room um your thoughts on early kanye production one thing about the early uh kanye production that i remember first time i heard a kanye west beat was the truth by beanie siegel and we talked about purchasing albums. And when, when you purchase the album, you look at the booklet and you see K-West. You're like, who's K-West? So after that, I'm hearing The Takeover. I'm hearing Izzo. And I open up the booklet for that and I see K-West again. I say, okay, this guy, this guy K-West is, is, uh, is very talented. Prior to that, you know, uh, like Mac mentioned, he was down with uh, Angelo. Uh, he, was, he was down with Derek D. Angelette. Yeah, from, from the Hitman, Hitman. for Bad Boy. Right. Yeah. And what a lot of people might not know is Kanye was his ghost producer, which means there's beats credited to Derek D. Dot, but in the background, it was Kanye West who did it. This is Kanye paying his dues, trying to get into the industry. And, you know, he really wanted to be down with Harlem World at the time. He really wanted to be down with Mason. There's footage out there on YouTube, old interviews, just a young, hungry kid. And, now looking at that, you could put a face to the name. You could put the production style to what this guy is doing now. We're like, okay, this guy, this guy is going somewhere. And this is in uh, 2001 when you know uh, once you get to Jay Z, you're certified. So it was a good start for Kanye West. I was impressed. Yeah, absolutely. And um, one thing I can say about early Kanye production, um, you could definitely hear like he had a big soul influence. Um, mm-hmm. He sampled, he sampled a lot of soul records in his early, early stuff. Um, but like you said, Kanye was very, very hungry. Um, he was on rock. He eventually gets signed to Rockefeller. He gets signed by Jay-Z and Dame Dash. And Rockefeller, like, let's take a look at Rockefeller for a second, because they already had somewhat of an in-house producer in Just Blaze. Just Blaze laced a lot of heat for, for Rockefeller. Um, so, so, you know... Now, now you can tell Hove and Dame they're trying to build a team. And originally, Kanye, Kanye is just uh, just a producer. Um, he makes his debut, like you said, on 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 Beanie Siegel album. Then he also he also will go on to do uh to do work on uh, Jay Z's um the Blueprint, which is monumental. So, I mean, the the track record speaks for itself. However, we all know Kanye wanted to rap, and initially they didn't believe in him as a rapper. Um, QG, you want to get into that background just a little bit? <laughs> I mean, Kanye, you know, he 
he said it himself. He was rapping, he was producing, and he really took time to really craft his raps. But they didn't, but nobody was convinced. You know, nobody would give him a chance. He would be in ciphers, he freestyled, he'll rap any chance he got. And Game and those guys were very reluctant to, you know, to sign him. But they were desperate because his, his production style was so good that other labels were in demand to try and get this guy. So Dame and Jay were like, yo, listen, we got to hold on to him. We got to hold on to this in-house producer. So eventually what happened, uh, his breakthrough, he was rapping something. And then Jay was listening to him. And this one particular line, he said, mayonnaise covered Benzes. I push miracle whips. Jay-Z's, his eyes lit up. And he was like, whoa, this guy got something here. This guy can actually rap. So once you convince Jay-Z and Dame, once they co-signed you, that's when Jay gave him a chance to actually rap. If you guys can put this out there, it was on the Blueprint 2. We finally heard him, right? Yeah, um, that song was The Bounce. That's on the Blueprint, the Blueprint right. 2, Disc 2. Right. We finally get to hear the guy rap. We finally get to, you know, and he tells you his background. He's the guy who did TakeOver. You know, did I take over? Did I take over the name? Did I have beef with Nas? You know, he, it was an introduction. Now we get to hear him. And it was right. a very good verse. And um, let's go around the room. Hey, Nivlak, you've heard The Bounce, right? Kanye's first verse on, on, a, on a song? Yeah, I actually was listening to it last night. And um, um y- your opinions on Kanye's verse on that song, if I may ask? Say that one more time. Now I said, uh, can we get your opinion on Kanye's verse oh, on that nah, song? Oh, it was a dope-ass verse. Um, what the problem I'm having is because I recently listened to it, and I actually, like, kind of overloaded myself on Kanye. I'm comparing himself to himself. It's kind of hard for me to just compare it as a first verse, but it was very tight. Flow was a little choppy compared to Kanye's usual work, but you could tell even from that first verse he had something special. Totally agree. It was a diamond in the rough right there. Yeah, he needed some polishing, but it didn't take long for that polishing to take place. Absolutely. I was always laughing at the line when he said, ask me, Ray, Ray, is that your car? Yeah, I seen MTV. I know who you are. (laughs) 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 I always make you laugh. I mean, that, and and again, you know, he had the young guy. He could dress nice, you know what I mean. And he and he had mm-hmm. the backpack. He he considered himself a backpacker. That's what made it special, you know what I mean. He he's 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 rubbing elbows with these with these heavyweights, but he's still keeping it true to himself and true to his nature of being underground. So it, I isn't, thought, I, what's up? Isn't he? Isn't that the reason they um they coined like his style of rap, backpack rap? He or was that before him? It was before him, but he kind of took that he took that character and brought it to life as far as a vision. Because mm. a backpack rapper, okay, I'm gonna walk around with a backpack. Since you're calling me a backpack rapper, and I'm gonna make this look good because this is not just a regular backpack. It's a Louis Vuitton backpack. So if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it with some style. That's Kanye for you. Yeah, that's definitely... That's one thing that did not change about him. If he's going to do it, he's going to do it. And that was not <laughs> the only time he did it because he, he, he wore it again in Ludacris' video. So he was letting you know that was his signature style around then. 
I'm gonna wear a backpack on my back. That's what he did. <laughs> and when you and when you see K West on the production, once those beats started to get out there, once those songs made it to the radio, now he's in high demand as a producer. Oh, I gotta get my hands on this Kanye kid. And like you guys mentioned, he just started working with other artists with his signature sound. That's what that's one thing that we love about Kanye West. You know it's a Kanye West beat when you hear it because he brings his own unique flavor and he has his signature style to it. So when I'll, you ask I'll, for a K West beat, you'll get a K West beat. First I, of all, I, first of all, I will never expect him to do that Alicia Keys joint. I would never <laughs> thought that was a Kanye West. That fooled the hell out of me. He's I full mean, of surprises. And that just goes back to his range. But <clears throat> to touch on what, what, what QG had just said um, not too long ago about, about like the backpack and the Louis Vuitton, like Kanye was unique even as an individual because let's look at the time frame. We talking about 2001, 2002. Yep. Most rappers are out there. They wearing jerseys. They got fitted hats on. Mm-hmm. They got jewelry on. Kanye wasn't wearing none of that. Like early Kanye, I never remembered seeing seeing him in any type of in any type of sports team wear. I never remembered him with any jewelry on, like, like down shirts he, with backpacks. You, yeah, and yeah. he would even tell you himself he 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 doesn't he doesn't appear like your average rapper. So yeah. I mean, he already was very unique. His production style was unique because before Kanye, I don't think we'd ever heard anybody that uh, put out beats that sounded like his. And you know, especially because up leading up to Kanye, we had to get through the '90s. So you know, we had we had a uh, large professor, Lord Finesse, um. We had DJ Premier, and those guys all brought heat, but nobody has brought the type of heat that sounded like Kanye. So, as we alluded to earlier, he drops that freestyle. Um, Jay-Z, Jay-Z's like, yeah, we got to sign this kid as a rapper. He appears on the bounce, the blueprint too. And then uh, leading up to 2004, um, he's preparing for the college dropout. And this is what I find the most amazing about Kanye West. Prior to recording through the wire, he like broke his jaw in a, car, a bad, really bad car accident, and with his jaw wired shut, went and <laughs> recorded the song. Like, we gotta talk about this for a second. The man's jaw was wired Absolutely. shut. He could bear, he couldn't open his mouth, and still somehow, somehow, uh, recorded that song. Um. And like you said, he probably really was drinking Ensure for for dinner. But um, <laughs> let's go around, let's go around the room. We'll start with you first, Nivlack. Um, your thoughts on just that whole recording process of Through the Wire? Oh man! All right. So when I first heard the song, I honestly, mind you, I'm young. I did not know his jaw was actually wired shut. I thought he was just like really great at selling it. And once I found out, yo, this nigga, bro. I rap. I rap a lot. I do. I cannot see how to how this man recorded a whole entire song, shit wired shut. Like you know how many takes that is. Do you know how much pain that had to be? And the flow was tight. Like this shit was just an amazing performance on that track, with his jaw wired shut. I I can't even imagine. Yo, To your your opinion. I didn't even know his. I didn't even know the whole thing about the accident until he mentioned it through the wire and I saw the video and I'm like, wait, 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 time out. This man is actually recording while he's in the hospital or what's all of his, or let's just say his jaw or wire jaw shut. And I'm, all I'm doing is seeing pictures 
of what happened that he was in an accident in the music video. So when I found out, just like you guys were shocked, I was like, how the hell did he rap? And like you, like uh, like C said, it's like he he just sold it better. Cause I would never thought his wire, uh, his jaw was shut like that, or his jaw was broken. I didn't even know about the car accident until through the wire video. I didn't really get a chance to know about that specific car accident, and and, and it's and they said it was a bit brutal, but it it also gave you the most memorable line, like you mentioned, Al. Like I drink boots for breakfast, your intro for dessert. Uh, I don't know if I'll do that, by the way. But <laughs> I, 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 who's probably an intro for breakfast? I don't know about intro for dinner. But uh, and then you know he was starting to help bring some slang. Like I just sipped the scissor. You know we heard that line before from Group Six Five K and them. So when I first heard the whole song, I said, "All right, this guy better than you know the bounce." Now, now this is Kanye. I'm on his own. Did the beat still? A shocker con for Sam fire. So to me, it was a great all-around song. I loved it. And I, uh, I was a, I was a fan of the song. And uh, QG, your your opinions on that whole recording process with the jaw wired shut? I said that this is the most incredible song I've ever heard. Really? Just because just because at that time I said this man here is a genius. To be able to tell you the story of what happened, how it happened, and then like T.O. mentioned with the video, you see this man's jaw, the way it looked. We got to go back. This accident happened in 2002. He was in California, and he was producing at the time for Beanie Siegel, for Petey Crack, and the Back Eyed Please. It's 3 a.m. in the morning, and from my research, he, he, had a, he, he rented a Lexus. While he was leaving, a car cut him off. And his car, it just, it just, it was head on. And he was taken to Cedar Sinai. Remember the line in the song? The same hospital where Biggie Smalls, Biggie Smalls died. died. Yep. Yep. The same hospital. And his jaw was wired. He had to get reconstructive surgery. Two weeks after being admitted, that's when he recorded the song. While he was there, while he was recovering, while he was in all this pain, the Shaka Khan song came on and he was inspired. So he was thinking of the raps in his head and going with all that pain. According to Consequence, who's another rapper, he said three days after the accident, Kanye West was already rapping the lyrics. That was that's that's something that you 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 will never see from anybody there was it was genius it was god-given and for him to paint that picture he opened up the door and pulled back the curtain and introduced himself to who he is as a person and his perseverance through all of that heavy respect for Kanye West and um through the wire was one of the lead singles off of uh Kanye's debut album which brings us to a uh, college dropout college dropout um I know a lot of people will revere as a classic. Before we dive into the album, we'll just go around the room and just, you know, speak our opinions of it. So Niblack, again, because you're our guest, um, even though you said you said you 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 had to go back and listen to it, uh, what was your thoughts on College Dropout? Um, if I remember correctly, it really drew me in because of the skits. Um, I've always been a huge fan of like interludes and, and skits on albums. 
and his, I don't know, it was like, it was hilarious, but it was also like, it was like, I can't even describe it, it was kind of like, real as fuck, you know what I'm saying, even though he was taking like, a satirical take on it, um, the, the music, all the samples and shit, like, my, my dad, fucking old soul, he bred it in me, so like, I'm just hearing a bunch of shit, a bunch of sounds that's like, it's like mixing my dad's music with my music, and it's just like, with some dope ass lyrics over them, shit that I can like, even as a, even like when I was younger, could relate to it, even more so as an adult, a lot of the shit that he's talking about, at least this Kanye is talking about, I'm sitting here and not in my head, and I'm just like, this man know what the fuck he talking about, he, he, he's really in tune with what's going on, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. QG, your, your opinions on College Dropout? When College Dropout came out, uh, besides Through the Wire, I also heard Jesus Walks. And uh, I said, okay, this man is really into his religion. And the production style, and you could just hear his hunger, his desire to craft and make the best album that he could ever make. And when it came out, also with the skits, which is very important. The skits, it creates a movie. He's not mm-hmm. just doing an album. He's creating a movie. It's a motion picture. And he's taking you through this journey through all these different levels. There's humor in there. There's some comedy in there. I mean, you got the song with Slow Jams, which we heard with Twister and Jamie Foxx doing the hook. That came out there. And when you're listening to him rap, He's got punchlines and metaphors, and he's giving you these visual pictures. Like, when you look at Slow Jams, his verse, every song had a concept, and his verses went with the concept. When is the last time that you heard or seen that? This is a guy, if I'm doing a song, Jesus Walks, I'm talking about Jesus. If I'm doing a song called Slow Jams, I'm going to rap slow, but I got my partner Twister here, he's going to rap fast. Then you got the song Breathe In, Breathe Out. You got the workout plan, yeah. which is mm-hmm. you got the workout plan, which is which is which is a workout plan. And you got the girls talking about it. And I just said this guy, he's a he's an artist. And he's 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 giving you his masterpiece. Triple platinum. <laughs> you know, being nominated for all them Grammys. I said it's well deserved. This is a true, true classic cornerstone of hip hop. That was my opinion. Yeah, but uh TO, your your opinion of college dropout before we move on? And when I first heard College Dropout, I, I I listened to Through the Wire first. And once again, it was one of the most, you know, honorable songs and to be mentioned when he goes through the whole car accident. But then when I realized this man is not playing when it came to the College Dropout, he was dropping gems, dealing with prov- poverty, family, racism, religion. So this guy is tackling on a lot of topics inside his particular album. And of course, you already know few other standout jams from through the wire to jesus walks to slow jams and you know stacy dash still got left at the airport for all falls down but that's another story <laughs> so very political and social it, yeah so when i heard it it was so much it, and not only that like you said he was serious but also had humor in his in his rhymes and i loved that about him when he first came out and a bit of emotional type sound too so he was he was like a one man army. And I felt like, yo, this guy is a damn genius. So when I heard the album and they, they got some good and I heard a lot of good songs. One of them was two words. 
even though there's a come on son, I can't remember which part. Yeah, freeway part. That, that's that's freeway. come on, son. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because you know there was a there was supposed to be a song with ODB on there, keep the receipt. Oh, this must have been a time that he was still signed to Rockefeller. Oh yeah, ODB was going to be on the album. I'm guessing they scrapped the record, and then Consequence was going to be on it with a song called "The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly." So he's I mean, doing on the album, though, wasn't he on the song with GLC Spaceship? Yeah, Consequence was on that one, but this was just going to be Kanye and Consequence with "The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly." Without but GLC, I some songs, right. yeah, I guess some songs got scrapped, some songs got got cut. But I'm glad you mentioned humor because one line that always gets me. She got a light skinned friend. Like, 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 dark skin that line is classic. And you know what makes makes me laugh? Because I'm like, you got Kanye West talking about Jesus Walks, but then you got the remix. Who appeared on the remix? Tell us. Mason Betha. <laughs> One of his influences. And yep. on through the and on through the wire, he took a shot at Mace, if you remember. Can you really call that a shot? I call that a. I I didn't really took that. I didn't I take think that that's as a shot. shot. That's not a shot. That's not a shot, man. You gotta don't bring up don't bring up the man getting punched in the face. Come on now. If, if you knew how my face felt, you would know how Mace felt. Yeah. I, as a as a rapper, bro, I ain't gonna front. It, I could get how somebody would say that's a shot, but that's just a bar. He ain't saying nothing disrespectful. Right. That's true. Because 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 if it didn't happen, it would be disrespectful. But the fact it'd be that like it it'd did, be like a threat right. or something like that. But like I mean, you got punched in the face, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, your, your jaw was hurting, my jaw was hurting. That's all Kanye was saying. So so so, college dropout does really really well. Um, like you said, QG earlier, triple platinum. So then he moves on to late registration, which comes out in the fall of 2005. Now this, <laughs> album, this album right here does not get any. I feel like this album is really underappreciated. But, That's but, my but, favorite Kanye album. But, but check this though, late registration. Like Kanye is so in tune on the production side that the man hired a, a string orchestra to to help him out with the album. A, a rapper using an orchestra, like. I, when do you ever hear that? Well, that's the thing. You looking at it, at, you can't look at it as a rapper using an orchestra because what did he start as? He's the producer first. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's I'm that's sorry. also true. With, with, just, with, I'm sorry. sorry. Go ahead. With with an artist like Kanye, and he's inspired this in other artists. We'll probably touch on that later. But um, he's he 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 seems to be approaching every song, well, every each of his songs at least from two different areas like he's attacking it as a producer but he's also attacking it as a rapper and most rappers like you're correct they wouldn't think go get an orchestra but a producer easy that's an easy thought to have as a producer and um just like and and kanye late registration follows college dropout in a trend because Mm -hmm. what was prevalent on 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 college dropout the skits so late registration i clearly remember this because i was in high school at the time but everybody used to walk around saying broke Broke, broke, five, broke. <laughs> so, like, it's just, and then not even that, but he continues the hits because heard him say "Touch the Sky" and "Gold Digger" were all on this album, and some people could even say that "Diamonds from Sierra Leone." Um, Love that was, song. Was a hit. Um, That's my, my favorite first, Kanye beat. Really? Yeah, that that beat, that shit come on and just, I'll be I'll be vibing low. That's my. I'm not gonna 
this is my favorite Kanye song, but it's up there simply because of the production. Right. And then my personal favorite, which um came back to pro- uh, prominence a couple years ago in NBA 2K, uh, we major with Nas and really go. Underrated. It's another classic one. And but how uh, you said it wrong. What what did I say? You can't just say we major. You gotta say we major. We yeah. major. <laughs> but um, but yeah, man. So that album is um, that album is 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 another good one. Um, a lot of bangers. Like I don't think Drive Slow or My Way Home um get as much credit as they deserve. But I'm glad you brought I'm glad you brought up My Way Home, Mac. You want to touch that? You know the origins behind that? Yeah. Well, it, I know it was a sample of uh. I know uh, it has to do with Gil Scott Heron, you know, one of the most influential um, people in black It's a throwaway song because yep. Common didn't want to use it for his album. I'm like, Common, are you crazy? This song is bananas. What are you doing? Even, so the, it was, even the sample, bro. I'm on my way home. Oh, Lord. It's that singing. It's that singing. Listen, man. You can't no, be... Go ahead. I'm listening. No, no, I was helping you out. Might not be such a bad idea if I never, never came home again. That's classic. I'm, and I'm glad you mentioned the song Drop Slow because I don't know. I feel like the one with T.I. is the best. <laughs> nah, right. Paul, Paul Wall and GLC, man. That, that, no, 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 no. I'm just saying with T.I. added afternoon. I feel right. like that's the best version. Oh, the, the, the remix. I got you. But also in this period, so Kanye now has a second successful album. But the controversial Kanye that we would go on to know later on rears its head early here because I know y'all remember around the time Hurricane Katrina happened, uh, Kanye West, <laughs> they were doing the benefit on uh, NBC on live national television, and Kanye <laughs> appears, and when the camera pans to him, the first thing out of his mouth is, George Bush doesn't care about black people. Now, you and Michael Myers and Chris Tucker. Yo, yo, Chris Tucker, yo, you made Chris Tucker's reaction. She was hilarious. <laughs> all of their reactions. Like these are the comedians. They they shot with it and it was all stuck like, oh, he he really just said that. Alright. And the worst and part is, knew what to do. The worst part is Mike Myers, he, I give him credit. He just went on and just read the script. Went from the script. Well Mike, but, Mike, um, did, Mike didn't expect that. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, like, <laughs> But let me ask y'all, and Nivlak, I'll, I'll start with you first, and we may mm-hmm. get a little controversial here, but do you think Kanye was right for saying that when he said it, or do you think he was wrong? Uh, Consider, considering what he was on TV for. That's a tough question to answer, right? What he said was not incorrect, in my opinion, at least. Um, mm-hmm. No, let's not necessarily draw attention away from why we're here. We're raising money to help with this tragedy. But at the same time, it also could bring attention to the fact that the government, led by the person I'm talking about, is not really going to extend aid past what we're doing as celebrities or what the local people are doing. I can't really argue right or wrong on it, but I definitely say he was not incorrect. I, okay. I agree. I agree with C on that one. I just, I just say, I say he was not, uh, he was not correct. But my thing is, like, it, it just threw so much shock throughout the world. It was like, well, we understand. I mean, Bush did mess up the country as well, but we didn't expect Kanye to just go out of the blue because we're still worried about the awareness of the victims of Hurricane Katrina. So we just didn't expect him to take the attention of them. And now all of a sudden the spotlight is now, did you hear what Kanye West said? 
all of a sudden, I felt like the attention of the Hurricane Katrina victims was now out. Now it's more focused on Kanye versus George W. Bush. That's how I took it. But he was not wrong, in my opinion. I just felt like it was a little bit of off timing. And uh, QG, before we move on, we'll just get your opinion, uh, Kanye, on uh, on that broadcast, right or wrong, or or are you or, or are you indifferent? Um, I agree with what you guys said. One thing I love about Kanye at that time, you know, he spoke from his soul. So regardless of who liked it or not, he was going to say it anyway. With him, he's probably, you know, he's not the only one that thought that. He was just the person to say it out loud in front of all those people. And like you guys said, timing is everything. You know what I mean? For that particular cause with Hurricane Katrina, he was just so emotional about what was going on and the way that the situation was handled is the reason why he said what he said. Was he wrong? Not necessarily. Was it the right time? Not necessarily. So I understand it. And I said, whoa, you know what I mean? He, he, he's putting it out there. And you guys were right. Like, it took away the attention of what the real cause was because the next day, what is all in the papers? What's all in the media? It's not yeah. about the hurricane. It's about what Kanye said about George Bush. And, uh, and of course, because Kanye is a successful producer and rapper, um, multi-platinum albums two times in a row, that's why, you know, and I, and I personally feel that, you know, yeah, you did, a like, I, I felt like if he wanted to say such a thing, I mean, I get why he did it, because he was on live national television in front of an audience of millions, and I get that. But I just feel like y'all said, it, like like QG just said, it's a time. It's, timing is everything. It's a time and a place for everything. But that brings us to Kanye's third album, which happens to be my personal favorite out of out of. I don't, I don't understand that. I don't. Give it. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I can't so, wait for this one. <clears throat> so we're gonna set the background real quick. So before graduation comes out, um, Kanye announces his release date, and Fifty Cent, <laughs> ironically. <laughs> Announces this the, the same release date. So now on the same day, you've got Curtis going up head to head with uh with graduation. And I never forget, 50 Cent went on 106 in Park on BET in front of the world and told everybody he was gonna outsell Kanye West. And uh he took a big L there. And 50 at the time wasn't used to taking L's. So um Because Kanye cheated. How did all right how, how did Kanye cheat? Talk talk to us. He sure because did. it was supposed to be Kanye versus 50 Cent. Not Kanye and Jay-Z versus 50 Cent. Kanye brought out Big Brother. Okay, fair enough. Rude. <laughs> but, um, if 50 brought out Eminem, it, it would have probably would have helped that out. But yeah, continue. I mean, yeah, so so uh, graduation debuts at number one. Sold 957000 in the first week. Um, I'm going to tell you why exactly um, this album is my personal favorite. Now, I know we've had conversations about graduation prior and I know you don't like Barry Bonds, but uh, <laughs> that's my sort of my least favorites. Champion, stronger, uh, good life, flashing lights. Um, you can't tell me to. I could deal with champion. That's fine. Do you I realize? I can't deal with that. Lord. I can't deal with that. Al, I need my ears. So. Sorry, <laughs> but uh, that yeah, that, that doesn't sound like a champion. Anyway. <laughs> Now, so um, I think, up, and up until this point, this is Kanye's most successful piece of work. Um, me and Nivlak could tell you, like, 
people was when we was in high school, people was walking around. Um, people was actually bringing the CD to school. I remember yeah, it, like, the CD, like the whole album to school. That sh- that shit was a movie. Um, that at the time that we was in high school when that album came out, I feel like everybody was fucking with that album. I don't think anybody had anything negative to say about that album. And I remember when when the album first dropped, and I know Niv, like you could remember this too, probably. You remember that um when the album dropped? If you bought the album when it first came out, they was giving away the Kanye shades, and everybody was wearing them shits too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everybody was wearing the Kanye shades. My, my, my issue with the graduation is we went from like a conscious rap to like, you know, a more powerful rap. And now he just he sort of switched his style to like electronic arena. Yeah, this is this yeah. is the beginning of his change. This yeah, is the production change. Of this production change. And I sort of wasn't feeling it. There were some songs I could deal with. Like I said, Champions, one of them. Good life. It was a cool song because it, it was something to feel good about. Stronger, mm, I just I just felt like it was more of a techno type song. Um, can't tell me nothing was it was I don't get me started on drunk and hot girls. Drunk oh, and terrible! Balls, you don't fuck with it. Ah, uh, uh, guys. Most Def ruined. It. You don't like drunk and hot no. girls, bro. No. Most Def ruined it. Ruined it now. Sorry, see, no. <laughs> yeah, man, I got, I got. Y'all can't relate though. Y'all can't relate to the lyrics. No, nah, you ain't dude. never been with a drunk girl when it's just like, yo, this is far too much work right now. Nah, dude, I, uh, <laughs> you have that song. I was not a fan of that song. <laughs> Listen, just, I, 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 I give you, I give y'all Barry Bonds as a as a whack song, but don't come for drunken hot girls. Those are the only two I can't really mess with. Everything else, no problem. But um, so yeah, so he drops graduation, and I honestly feel like because he beat Fifty in that sales war, it made everybody just turn their head and be like, "Whoa, I don't, I don't have to be a gangster rapper to, to be mm-hmm. successful anymore." Agree. Because you know, no. go ahead. No, I apologize. Uh, um, like I, like I mentioned in in the beginning, we used to have like ciphers in the lunchroom, and I know like I can't speak for anybody else, right? I've never been a gangster. But before this, I was kind of like a gangster rapper, quote unquote, because like you had to you had to come in the lunchroom and talk about how you was going to shoot whoever you was talking to in the face. Otherwise, your bars wasn't all that. I'm not even going to I'm not I'm, I'm going to go into a personal story right here. Yo, Niv, like you remember, we, like you said, we was in the lunchroom having ciphers like almost every day. Do you remember how I used to talk about leaving stains in people's T-shirts and shit? Bro. Bro. <laughs> Bro, we was all wilding. Like, we was all wilding. And then, like after after graduation, we, everybody was like, "Yo, he beat Fifty, and Fifty's on all this street shit." And I'm just mm-hmm. like, "Yo, we don't gotta, we don't gotta rap about this type of shit that we don't know nothing about this violent shit no more. We could like, we could be ourselves. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so shout outs to that. Now, here's where I personally feel Kanye takes a dark turn. Um, oh, after graduation, um, oh, his Lord. mother, Donda West, um, she went for a, a plastic surgery, a body enhancement, and um, she was told by by uh, several doctors that the, the procedure was not safe. Um, she went overseas, got the procedure done, and passed away as a result. And mentally, this had like a crazy effect on Kanye. Like Kanye West was engaged. Um, after his mother died, like he just went quiet. Um, he went to Hawaii for a very prolonged period of time. He called off his engagement for seemingly no reason. Um, his ex-fiance can't even tell you why it happened. He just abruptly just ended it. 
and that gave a that gave way to uh, an album that, depending on who you talk to, is either a pure masterpiece and genius or just a huge flop. Uh, Don't talk to me about it. I'm talking. Well, no, we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about 808s and heartbreak. Um, oh. And you could tell Kanye, and and, and it's funny because me and Nivlak, we were we were talking until late late into the morning this morning from last night, and 808 and heartbreaks came up. And this album is very unique because, as I as I mentioned to him, like the album is and the album is special in and of itself because it's pure auto tune. That's number one. Mm-hmm. And, then I, and then you can well, even, go ahead. No, no, no. You finish. I, I I got it. I got it after. And then I even told Nivlak. I said, "Yo, bro, like even though it's auto tune, you can hear the pain through the auto tune." My thing, my thing was Kanye is he didn't need auto tune, he didn't need singer. I think he could just naturally exp- express his emotions. And, and he, first of all, he has a right to be a bit down because how you go from like depression, losing your mom, engagement, off is like all that in the span of maybe a whole year. Uh, hey mm-hmm. man, you know what? I I don't blame him, but I just I don't know. I couldn't get to eight away in heartbreak. That's I, I couldn't get to see when I I seen when my nightmares was uh, even though Wayne ruined it. Um, <laughs> see, he's ruining everything. First Harry Bonds, now this. Oh, stop it, RoboCop. <laughs> uh, Alex Murphy. I, <laughs> I don't know, man. I just I just I just wasn't. I I, I understand where Kanye was going with the uh, trials and tribulations through what he was going through for that whole year, and I and of course. Losing your mom is going to take a whole turn. So yes, it it was a bit of a heartbreak that he lost his mom. That's his number one his number one fan right there, his mom. But the auto tune, I couldn't get to it, man. I let me let me. I, I'm glad you brought that up. Let me let me get into the technical aspect. I know I've criticized Ada Witt and heartbreak, and doing my research about it, understandably, Kanye is an artist. And he expresses himself, and he's always looking for ways to do something different and be creative. Behind this whole thing, he recorded this album in Hawaii, for one. And the 808 sound is the sound that he was using, and he liked how it sounded. Because it it became a part of him as far as his heartbreak, the characteristic. It was in his state of mind at the time. And and not to he, cut you off, not to cut you off, but a lot of people. For those of you out there who don't know, uh, eight oh eight is a drum machine, and it yes. thumps, so it represents yes. the heart. But but continue. Right, which is part, which is why he called it that, because the eight, because the eight oh eight and the pumps in it, and it and it and it represents the heart. It's also it's also um, Hawaii's area code. Oh, I didn't know that. Eight oh eight. Yes, it is. He recorded it in Hawaii. 808 is the drum. And see, so it all comes together in a creative aspect. I get it. Creative-wise and artistic-wise, understand. So why, 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 a, don't, why, but, don't you, why don't you I like that? I'm uh, getting to that. I'm getting to that. As uh, a Kanye fan, like what Mac was saying from the beginning, knowing the origins and the early days of the Kanye that we saw and respected, this was not it. It's like taking a turn. It's like Tupac Shakur going out and doing a pop record singing with Lindsay Lohan or something like that. And this is around the time where Just a lot an of example. And this is what the time when the new wave of rappers were like following were 
like how people want to call it that time, the T-Pain uh, style mm-hmm. with the auto-tune. So you now you're hearing rappers like Kanye using auto-tune, Lil Wayne using auto-tune. Would there be a Kid Cudi? Kid Cudi. And Kid Cudi was on the, what was it? Welcome, Welcome to, to Heartbreak. Heartbreak. Yeah. You know, what, yep. you know what's funny that y'all bring up Cudi? Because I just said that this album, you could hear the pain and the depression. Look, the second track of the album is is two uh-huh. really depressed motherfuckers. Because Kid Cudi's had his share of, share of problems, too. Correct. Like, um, if I may interject real yeah, quick. Yeah, go ahead. A uh, couple things about this album, right? First off, when I first heard it, I felt like you guys felt. Kanye, what the fuck am I looking at, bro? What is this? Like, I can't even roll up my weed on this, bro. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to it yesterday on my way home, right? And without getting into too many details, I'm going through something personal. And I'm not really paying attention to the album, but it's it's... It's feeding my soul, and it hit me differently, right? Just because of that ride alone, it did increase in where it ranks in all of his albums for me. Um, like Al was saying, he, even through the auto-tune, expressed his grief. And I work I work in a mental health field. What I I'm with you, about, bro. What I want to mention about him losing his mother and, like, the change, like, the switch up between Graduation and this album. One, if you look at his previous works, you got hints of this in his previous works. Um, The workout plan at the end, he kind of using auto-tune. He's singing, doing a long, stressed-out thing. It gets techno in the beat. Um, graduate, not Graduation, I apologize. Um, Wow, this is my favorite song of the album. I can't remember off the top of my head. I feel like a fucking idiot right now. No, Give me a second, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, take your yeah, time. Okay. Fucking stronger, wow. You get the techno vibes on stronger, right? He yep. the 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 robotic sound was there, the singing was there, um the relying heavily on the production to express the emotion is there. And if I'm not mistaken, a couple years ago he came uh he said he was diagnosed as bipolar and I don't know obviously, but I feel like he's been bipolar his whole career. His mother was his grounder. That was was keeping him sane. We're like, this is the person that I rely on the most for everything. You, what do you guys mention? She was his biggest fan. She was his world. Feel me? Agreed. When that was gone, Kanye was in the sunken place. He was out in the universe. Kanye could not be found. Kanye was gone. And for me, at least, it's not a surprise now that I'm older, now that I know what I know. That this is the album we got. Fair enough, fair enough, and and, and like you said, it's 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 the pain, like, and and it's just, it's it's funny to me because the NBA at the time, it was NBA playoffs time, and they used amazing in almost every NBA commercial. Mm-hmm. Like That's I was true. just, I was just like, yo, do y'all, do y-? I was like, yo, David Stern, do you really know what this song represents, like. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think you should be using this in the commercial. He's just like, yeah, he said, I'm amazing in the hook. We're amazing. Use it. He but, just uh, liked the way it sounded. It's amazing. Amazing. <laughs> I'm just like, damn. And um, another, and then right after, about a, le- a little a, a little less than a year after, actually, no, a full year after 808 and Heartbreaks uh, drops, 
Uh, Kanye West does it again. Uh, this time it's the 2009 MTV. Well, hold, on, Al, hold on, Al, hold on, Al, hold on, Al, hold on, Al. I'm happy for you, and I'm gonna let you finish. But, <laughs> but so so that's the that's the that's the line. So Taylor Swift <laughs> is accepting the award for uh, best female video, and Kanye just comes and and does that same thing. I'm happy for you. I'm gonna let you finish, and then proclaims that Beyonce's uh, single ladies should have should have won instead, and like. He's and a matter of fact, and this is a true true story because I didn't listen to anything other than rap at the time, and for most large and large in part, I still don't listen to anything outside of rap and R and B, and with with except with exceptions of rock here and there, but I didn't know who Taylor Swift was at the time that this was going on. So Taylor, Taylor Swift had a huge fan base global prior to that, and it was it was not in the country in the country world. Yeah, because they didn't brought they didn't promote it much that people who was a big fan of hip hop and R and B would notice. See, if it was like country world, the only people we may know about is people like Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood and Tim McGraw. Don't sing that crappy Nelly song, Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> so really, so we so Taylor Swift is a you know a young young lady. So it was already attracted like you know outside of us type of teenagers and young people. So I heard who Taylor Swift was. They just never gave us like the background of her albums and her songs. I heard of who she was. But as far as hip hop and R&B fans go, we wouldn't know who she was regardless. We didn't know her music like that. I heard I didn't know I, I heard I heard who she was, but I never got a chance to dig deep into her catalog. I'm watching the VMAs. But she was only out for like yeah. barely a year. Year and a half. I mean, I mean, I was watching the VMAs, and when Kanye did, I said, I said, Kanye, why did you do that? What was the purpose of that? I didn't know who Taylor Swift was either. And then you had Beyonce uh, apologize to Taylor Swift for 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 what happened, and but, then you but, had but, all but, these but, people. But well, that's I, yeah. But Beyonce shouldn't apologize. Kanye knew what the hell he was doing, and no, I felt yeah, bad. But, but she had to because he threw her name in it. And right. you got to remember, at the time, Jay Z was still fucking with Kanye heavy. Right, right, exactly. And a so, lot of people upset at him when he performed "Run This Town Again" on that. Who, which talk show was it? Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel? They were. Well, mad. here's the thing. Well, here's the thing. It helped Taylor Swift in the end because a lot of people, you know, they felt bad for her. They she was doing a lot of interviews. Her fame got a lot bigger because of what happened with that and then you gotta also put into account kanye west tour that he was doing with lady gaga it got canceled because of that controversy so it came back to bite kanye but and it helped taylor swift so yeah but she but she do yeah but she thought she was slick when she performed like the next four years later and she puts that whole full scream of kanye interrupt her again I'm like, see, we was trying to help you out, and then you want to bring back the incident again like that. Like, we're supposed to say, oh, that's payback. No, just just let it go. We, I'm not saying let it go, but you didn't have to bring it back up a full year later. And it was still a dry-ass performance. <laughs> well, she did it. Well, she reaped the repercussions of it, so she brought it back just to bring it back. And look, look just, who it helped. I, I, just went I mean, up until that point, that was, that was her career-defining moment, unfortunately. Agreed. Unfortunately. She got but, an interview with Oprah off of that. But um, and there's still controversies around those two. Like he just don't stop. And and that brings us that brings us to what I consider uh the last great Kanye album. And I know people will disagree, 
But uh, yep. my beautiful dark twisted fantasy to me was excellent. <sighs> you, you said excellent. <laughs> it was. Yo, look at the track listing, right? You got so, power. So, mm-hmm. You power all of the lights, Shout out monsters, to 50 Shout out and, and so all. Right. Oh my God! <laughs> you didn't like Runaway, and then even even Blame Game, bro. Come on, Chris Rock with the bezel. Like, come on, man. Like, come, like come you on. said, you said, you said Runaway. Yes, Runaway. Good, Don't you start. Wait, what? Oh. <laughs> what did you say? The far side. Can't keep running away. <laughs> right, right. That's the best. That's the best Runaway I know. Oh my God! Even Roxanne Shantae's Runaway. Look. My Yo. beautiful, my beautiful, dark, twisted metal Final Fantasy, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Yo, it wasn't bad. Head. It wasn't bad. But you're saying it's excellent. Are you crazy? Yo, you sound like a hater right now. You know that, right? I ain't nobody hate. I'm breaking it down. So wait, right? wait, 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 wait. Oh, you like Devil in a New Dress with Rick Ross? I don't. That I don't mess with. But uh, oh, like okay. I said again, Raekwon's verse on Gorgeous was dope. Mm-hmm. I like Power. I like All of the Lights. I like Monster. So Monster and So Appalled are two great cipher tracks back to back, and uh, blame blame. Now I will tell you, I didn't care for the bon, for the Bon Iver collaboration. I heard Kanye and Bon Iver, and I was just like, Yo, what's going on here? But again, Kanye, you know, thinks outside the box. He's different, so I gave him a pass on that. But you know the problem. You know the problem. He recorded this album in Hawaii again. There's something yeah, about him back in Hawaii. Hawaii. There's a problem. <laughs> That's what happened. I think Hawaii is like his safe space. Um, Nivlak, you haven't said much about this album, so we'll we'll toss it to you. What what was your opinion on um? um when I first heard the text? album, I I felt like you did. I was like, oh, this album is actually fucking fire. For a very long time, I believed that. I went back to it multiple you, times. Um, you, since since it dropped. You know what? You know what? I would have thought. I would have called this album. I would even call it my dark twisted fantasy because I well technically I don't know what the hell he was going with that particular title, but. How many people were added on that? It was like mad people added on that album as far as additional yeah. vocals or raps. Look at all the delights. You have people like Rihanna for a few words, Kid Cudi, The Dream, uh, Alicia Keys, Elton John. I don't know how the hell Elton John appeared. Furry. Yeah, RZA on this album. RZA was on this RZA album. RZA was on this album. Raekwon, Amber yeah. Rose, and T- everybody was everywhere on that particular song. I mean, a particular album. And yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead, bro. Um, no, nah, I was gonna say, um, yeah, I listened to it again yesterday. Um, I completely disagree with my younger self and you. Apologize. No, no worries. This this album is it's oh, it's compared to the field, it's still a great album. For Too Kanye, it's lacking. Um, yes. for, for certain artists, me personally, like Jay Z, Kanye, Eminem. I can't judge them to the field. I have to judge them based on their work because they. If I judge them to the field, every album is a classic, hands down. As soon as it comes out, for Kanye, I used to think, "Oh shit, it's like one or two. It's kind of like four now for me. And I think part of the reason is because I don't want to say it's all over the place, but it's a it's a lot. It's a lot going on in this album. I'm and not in a good way. I'm glad you brought that up because when you look, when you start to research and look at Kanye's recording process, when he's in album mode, that's it. He's locked down. He's bunkered down in all these different places with all these different artists and all these other writers and producers. And it's just all over the place. Like you said, like I was reading about it. 
he would be locked down in this bunker. He'd be working out in the weight room. He'd be smoking, taking power naps, doing all this stuff, working out on the treadmill, like all these sort of different things in one location. He had two private chefs there, which means he eat, sleep in the studio. He didn't go nowhere. It was just dedicated to the writing and recording, and I appreciate that, and I understand that. It, it, I appreciate the creativity in the deeper level, but when, when you get it out and you put the product out, like you said, you got to compare. You're comparing to where they started, how it happened, and where they are now. So it was like, who is this Kanye? And where did this Kanye come from? And a lot, yeah. of, a lot of the music critics, um, because this was Kanye's first album that wasn't uh, nominated for a Grammy, and a lot of a lot of music critics in the industry thought he got snubbed, actually. Mm. But um, this period of Kanye is very interesting because uh, the very next year, he and Jay-Z finally dropped what everybody had been saying they should do for a long time, a collaborative album, and that gives birth to uh, Watch the Throne. Which um, I feel less for. You I call it less. I mean, I call it, I, I call it Watch the Ego. <laughs> Watch the eat. Wait, 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 wait. Yo, y'all sound like some haters. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> like, 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 no, no, no. Yo, T.O., because you was the first person to say something, what do you mean you could care less for Mac, watching Mac, the throne? Yo, Mac, yo, come on, man. Out. Mac, Mac, yo, I can help you out with that. What you want, man? Because, yo. What's our, I, what's our favorite line? Meet me at the mouth. <laughs> bathroom style. <laughs> what? Yo, man. I'll I, I tell you what. I'll tell you what. I could deal with No Church in the Wild with Frank Ocean. I could deal with that song. But niggas in Paris, they were all over the place. Mm. I think that song was just fire for what it was, though. No. Like, the reason why I say it was, the people will say it was fire because of the beat. Yeah, definitely. The, for some reason, the people caught on to that beat, and it sounded like something, it sounded like an advanced engine for Sonic the Hedgehog, in my opinion. I don't know why. <laughs> but I would think it was the beat and the flows, too, though. Yeah. Like lyrically, they wasn't saying nothing crazy, but they both kind of flow crazy on that on that beat. No, I don't. What the hell was Jay Z doing? No, uh, you didn't like it. I, I just understand. So you, you don't you don't fuck you don't fuck with Ham or niggas in Paris. Oh wait 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 wait. Ham? You mean with lettuce, tomato, mayonnaise, and bread? That's that's fantastic. Oh, Ham was. Watch the Throne was not really all that good to me. Ham as the lead single was so infectious, but it went from ham to hamburger. And, <laughs> and ham was only on the deluxe edition. It wasn't even right. on the album. Right. Deluxe with extra cheese and french fries. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but, but, but ham also made it into 2K. And you know when a song gets into 2K, that's a big deal. But um, but all this that shit crazy. I hated that phrase. Really? I could. Well, I was, well, 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 I was never well, doing ball that. so ball so hard. Niggas couldn't find me. Well, that listen. As far as as far as cray, I mean, it increased the stocks in Crayola. So yeah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know for a twenty for for a nineteen twenty year old like niggas in Paris just went hard. Like even I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to muster up emotion for it. Like my almost 30-year-old self, but nah, the child in me is still, like, just even the memory of it is like, nah, fuck that, turn up. Oh, Boy, yeah, no, no. He, my right. my no, favorite he, my favorite song off that whole thing was Otis. I don't know. I, I just felt Otis more than anything. Because of the Otis Redding sample. How'd you know? Come on. 
Listen, my, I, bro, when I was younger, my mother used to play Otis Redding records while she vacuumed the house. That's that it brought me back home, bro. I mean, well, was- well, 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 I mean, let's look at this once again. Where did they record? They were in Hawaii again, but not just Hawaii. They was also in Australia. It was also in England. So I think what they were doing was also looking for inspiration as far as sound. Now, you mentioned you mentioned him. You mentioned, you know, and in power, you know, dun, 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 dun. like once you hear it, you just start you, your energy levels is up. You know what I mean? So it's just the sound and the connection with Jay and Kanye together. It was good. People liked it. Their fans liked it. You had Beyonce, Frank Ocean. You had you had uh, Mr. Hudson on there. So it's an acquired taste, to be truthful. Not to mention on the deluxe, the joy. You had Curtis Mayfield on it. That was that was something. Um, in this same period, and, and 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 we haven't talked about it yet, and I don't know if it's too late to bring it into the conversation, but the good music compilation "Cruel Summer" also drops, and uh, this compilation had some bangers on it as well. Um, popular songs such as uh, "Click," uh, the remix to Chief Keef's "I Don't Like Beef Keef." <laughs> Why do you call him Beef Keef? I never understood that. Because that's all he does. <laughs> uh, and uh and and mercy was also a big a big um a big a big song we don't they talk much put, of- yeah right they should have put lord have in front of it <laughs> jesus christ um so we wasn't messing with that two chains verse that two chains verse is dope <laughs> i got a coupe the color of mayonnaise drinking champagne on an airplane Woo! i think he bodied that verse i'm sorry no, he went off. I think he went off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And two chains don't go off too often, so we give I give I give him that. But um, we don't talk about we haven't talked about good music much here on the podcast, and I don't know when we'll bring it up again. But um, let's look at that roster real quick. Um, obviously cool. Kanye, he mm-hmm. has he had Common, he had Q Tip, he had I know you don't care for Big Sean, but he had Big Sean who Big who Sean's like, all right. Who was like the guest star of, of that I feel album? Like Big Sean is actually underrated. It's not a conversation for right now, but I feel like I'm, Sean is underrated. Yeah, and then al- also, uh, he had a Sci High the Prince. He had a I like put, him. He had Pusha T. Who we you wait? You don't like Sci High the Prince? Did, I don't like Sci High. You know what it is? I I intellectually, I know that he is nice. I respect his art, but the first song I heard, he was. Od cocky and it just turned me off of him. He got a song on one of the Kendrick Lamar's um mixtapes called Thirsty, and he was just ridiculously arrogant and cocky, which you're supposed to be. But I don't know. Just ever since that verse, I was just like, ill. Every time he comes on, it's just nah, I can't do it. I can understand that. Sorry. Yeah, it's understandable. Um, going but down the roster, um, uh, he also had um, like we said, Sia the Prince. He also had Kid Cudi, which is very interesting. Uh, they work together on 808s and Heartbreak. So um, Kanye West has got a, a really strong roster of artists, and he has he had John Legend for a very long time as well. A um, long on time, the, friend. On, on the R&B side, yeah. So, um, and again, I know I know you clown him because you like to say pork chop on the beat, but uh, pork don't chop like on the beat. it's it's young <laughs> chop on the beat, not pork, pork chop. chop. Pork chop, pork chop, extra gravy. <laughs> but uh. But don't like uh, he took that song and, and pushed Chief Keep into further stardom um, from that song. Don't like, that. don't like is the correct title. Yep, I don't. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I, I agree. Sorry, you know, I agree. The thing, you know, my problem with good music is, and and Al, you touched on this a, a while a long time ago. It started a bit of a 
a, a conscious Chicago type sound with Common and John Legend. That's then, what I liked. And then later on, it just like went to a different direction that I felt like Common was now a, a outsider. Like he just like a note guy. Cause yeah, as, as as time went on and good music went on, Common like Common and Q Tip I think got like faded into the background really. Um, and then like when Big Sean came out, he he was like the prominent act of good music next to Kanye. And didn't they do the hip hop cipher? At one they point, did. They did do a hip hop cipher. Yes. They were wearing. They were wearing black suits. <laughs> yeah. They did. Yep. Um. Of course, Pusha T will always be Pusha, and I and and just real quick, I I feel that Pusha has always been limited because, um, he's the guy. He he could be a real good salesman because he could talk to you about crack fifty different ways and make it sound different every time. See, my um, thing about Pusha is Pusha is nice, but that's the thing that messed me up. Oh, he talked about. He, he he got he got skills, but that whole crack talk sometimes gets played out for me when it comes to him. Yeah, homeboy can rap, but you know it, it, it's the one dimensional with the crack talk. Yeah. And um, but Cruel Summer was a success, but now here's here's where I start to fall off from Kanye West, and I think we all did. Oh, but he comes out with Jesus to go along with the Yeezy the Yeezy sneakers that through Adidas, so he signs a sneaker deal with Adidas and. I think he's like the second rapper ever to sign after Run DMC, so that's a, a huge gap in and of itself. Right. But he gets a sneaker deal through Adidas, and then he uh, he comes out with Yeezus. And I heard this album, and I was like, "What in the hell is mm-hmm. going on?" My same uh, reaction. Can I can I go first on this, please? You oh, most definitely. By, by Take all means. Away, all right. <clears throat> I mentioned earlier that my mother played a bunch of hip hop growing up, right? What I didn't mention was she was the bootleg queen. We had no official albums at all this album was the very first kanye west album i purchased official with my own money they would not let me return it uh this album you tried to return it i tried i tried i felt i felt disrespected the first time i decided to give you some money out of my own wallet like mine i earned this money and this is what you give me yes that's how I, I felt then. The only song I actually liked on this album then was Blood on the Leaves, right? Because of the sample. And at the time, I had not even heard the, the, the original song that the sample came from. Since then, I've grown so much just as a black man. Um, and I listened to that song and realized what the fuck it's about. I hate that song now. He turned that song into, like, all he's rapping about is a bunch of materialistic, superficial bullshit. And uh, unless unless he, he unless he's just so metaphorical that it flew completely over my head, I can't. I, every time I listen to that song, I, I legit get angry. I agree with him. And the rest of the I, I don't have much to say about the rest of the album. The shit was trash. When you look what? at, the, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, you go. No, no, um, I mean, when you look at the cover, you're like, what is this? <laughs> and that's the other thing. I actually bought the CD, and it's a blank CD case. There's no mm-hmm. art. There's no artwork. There's no. Mm-hmm. You know there's what? No you know what? You know what? You know what? I figured it out. What you were supposed to do was take that, erase it, download your own music, and put that on there instead. That's why he did <laughs> it. That makes a lot it of sense. One, actually, it was one of those. It was one of those burning, ripping CDs. That's what. That's what it was. That's why it looked like that. So and, yep. And you know what this reminds me of, and 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 this is going to be interesting to what I'm about to say because it involves another Chicago rapper. 
But this was the time period I was starting to get pissed off because Kanye released that that CD with no booklet, nothing, and then you got goddamn Lupe the same year, Food and Liquor Two, um, uh, all black album cover, the album cover, the the everything just is, is like is like is all all black. So you got one all clear and one all black, and I was just like, yo, come on, man, he's not gonna stand out on my on my cabinet, bro. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, well, listen, I mean, they had agreements. I mean, they had agreements because the printing press ran out of color for one, and then when they had the paper, <laughs> all they had was black for the time the movie had to come out. That's what happened. <laughs> wow but um i didn't like anything like blood on the leaves black skin the only song and i said this to Niblack last night when we were uh texting about this album the only song i fuck with was hold my liquor and to this day hold my liquor with chief keef and it's not even because of chief keef chief keef sounded in, incoherent and and inaudible on that record but you know why kanye why because, because why it, why because they didn't hold the liquor he drank too much. Yeah, but the 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 beat of that and Kanye's flow on that, and then it, it just it just felt like some acid music. But Kanye I mean, already losing his mind. He just just he just he just the me Kanye is already losing his identity. That's why I, I couldn't take him serious way mm-hmm. after. He just lost his identity. Like I, I I still think he has not really recovered from the whole death of his mom, the whole engagement. So I think it's still stuck on to him. No, I, I can agree with that. When you yeah. look at the, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And so when you look at no, the no, no, album, no, bad, brother. If you just look at the the progression of the albums that he put out, um, just all that he's worked on, just how he's working, it's like everything is drastically different. He's just so scatterbrained. It's like he just suddenly developed a severe case of ADHD. And and another thing I was also not really taking him seriously is once again, it's another album with so many features and additional background mm-hmm. vocals. I feel but, like you not... Nah, Mac, Mac, you ain't got the answers, Mac. <laughs> you ain't got the answers, Mac. <laughs> you ain't got the answers, Sway. <laughs> I, that I happened was, at the same time? I was that just... That happened, was, right? <laughs> it was the same year he did that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thrown off. I was just thrown off for the simple fact that um, in the official album credits... Like that's first off, he made a song called "I Am I Am God," which I didn't particularly as as a as a God fearing young man, I didn't. I, he, I, I, I was he like, featured God, and then, and then it says Kanye West featuring God, and I'm just like, like, I didn't like that either. Oh, that's it. That takes the cake. So Shawn Michaels having a tag team partner, God, you are out. <laughs> Kanye just killed you. And I'm just like, yo, you featured God on a record? Wait, 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 wait. Who the hell is he to feature God? Yo, Jay Reed, where you at? (laughs) (laughs) And then also around this time in his personal life, um, he he gets engaged to Kim Kardashian, which... This is where I buy out, guys. Thank you so much for your time (laughs) and episode. You mean mean Kanye Kardashian? Yeah, that's when he became Kanye Kardashian. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, he joined that hell of a family with uh, with Bruce now, Caitlyn Jenner, and and uh, and all and all those and all as his in laws. Could you imagine that? And uh, Kylie a, Jenner and all and all those folks. What a house, bro! Could you imagine that his in law, his brother in law, was Lamar Odom at one point? Like, isn't that crazy? <laughs> uh, do you see what happens to every black man that messes with that family? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I think, Austin like, Austin Rivers jump shot never been the same. No, come on, man. Come on. Like, Mr. Rivers, bro. That's not a that's not a conversation I don't, right I don't, now. I don't, I don't, I don't. 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 I don't
Well, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's true. Ben Simmons never hit a three until he got into the family. So might be does crazy. anybody owe him? I hate to say this, but he like he like super duper light skin. And so that Australian. might that might have saved him. You know what I mean? Does anybody? I, own I ain't trying to take away just... from his blackness or nothing, but. You said, well, Nick Young played. I don't know how Nick Young did it, but when he played for the Lakers, he was balling in Yeezys. He was balling in the um the gray ones. But I mean, I never, do you guys do any of you I, guys I, have I, a pair? Of no, never, never. I, I only wear sneakers made by Nike, so I would I will never wear Yeezys. Never I don't like holes Yeezys in my life. sneakers. I heard they are comfortable, man. Uh, there's a lot of people that go crazy for them. What is, what is, I've it, heard my sister actually just got a pair and she was fiending to get them. I didn't understand like. Eh. I look at them and I'm like they kind of look like slippers. Right. Thank you. But um so yeah, Yeezys also come out during that time period. And then things get even more strange because uh the life of Pablo drops 3 years later. So oh, he takes a 3 brother. year gap in, in, in music and <sighs> You know what messed up with that album? What? Where was where was Petey when you needed him? Oh <laughs> my god. Life of Pablo, you got to have <laughs> I'm dead. Nah, but let me tell you exactly what I got from Life of Pablo. And if she bleach her asshole and I get bleach on my t-shirt, then that makes me an asshole. Like, that's the only line from that whole album that sticks out to me. So humorous, so humorous. What are you talking about? What? Wait, how many times did he record this album, though? Honestly, he had... If I'm not mistaken, he released this album, like, a good three, four, maybe even more times. That's correct. He's right, because with the original, when the original came out, and because now we're in the process of streaming, we're in the process of streaming. All of a sudden, there's another version that's out. Well, yeah, yeah similar the original. He, he, that's similar to what Jay Z did with the Magna Carta, because he released Magna Carta twice, actually right. no, three times. So he's right. following the trend. What an album! But um, did he do I, that gospel song, Father? Stretch my hands from um from that church. Yeah. He did, and um, was it and in, also um, if you just, did, go if ahead, I don't go ahead, trust you, man. You should, right? Oh, no. He should, he should have stretched his hands and slapped it in the face. <laughs> I do give Kanye one, one credit in one place though, because we didn't talk about it on uh, beautiful dark twisted fantasy, but on that in life of Pablo, he used to do what was called a Good Fridays. He would drop album tracks for free to the public. That's uh, correct. That's actually a good good marketing tool, but you got to be careful with that because you know people might not buy the album instead. But so he releases the life of Pablo, um, and this that album just had me scratch my head so much. I was confused, man. I didn't know what was going on. Was it twenty tracks? Twenty yep. tracks. Twenty tracks exactly. It, I've never I've never tracks. listened to it in full. There's me, only one song I can suffer through, and that's um FML, and that's only because the weekends on it. Like I'm a huge weekend fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, had that have been any other artist, that'd be another skip for me too. And the other thing that I found funny, because when he went on tour to promote the album on the Pablo tour, he had a stage, a mobile stage, hanging from the rafters of the ceiling that he would perform on. So he was really taking this this I am God thing to a whole new level. Mm-hmm. He was calling himself Saint Pablo and all that stuff. Well, you know what? He should have had JBL up there. Oh my goodness! <laughs> the wrestling God, he should have had the wrestling God with him. That would have worked. And then, um, it's around this time where Kanye, because he starts getting erratic, he starts no showing his own concerts, and um, he's finally hospitalized for a men- for a mental illness for the first time in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, they they called it temporary psychosis, 
He had sleep deprivation and extreme dehydration, and that caused him to uh, just fade out of the public for for a good 11 months. So call it a year. Um, and this would be one the first of many. Um, this would be the first of many uh, instances where Kanye's mental state comes into question in recent in recent times. The man, all he did was work, 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 work. He didn't slow down. Mm-hmm. Especially after his mother passed. Yep. He he dived. I, I I can't speak for the man, obviously, but it seems like he was seeking both a distraction and a way to let the pain out. And he was doing it through his music, and it don't seem it didn't seem like it was actually working. Right. And I'm thinking about it now. None of those albums that came out after, like we were saying, it didn't sound. It sounded like something Kanye would do, but it didn't sound like Kanye. Mm-hmm. The last time, exactly. The last time he came close to that was Dark Twisted Fantasy, where he was kind of like speaking on uh, the injustices of the world, kind of. But even that was more materialistic and just egotistical Kanye. But even then, like the egotistical Kanye, that's Kanye. That's the closest he came to like pre-Mother's Death Kanye. And um, he after that, he comes out with Ye. Which um, debuts Boo. at number one. Oh, God. I wasn't really a, I, I wasn't really I didn't a listen fan. at all. I, oh. I this album just flies over my head, honestly. Like this oh. album to me was just so terrible. <laughs> like I, the only song I may understand was I thought about killing you because he was talking about suicide and whatnot. Other than that, the rest of the album was just totally trash. This what was that song he mentioned when he was he was um talking about. The whole thing between Tristan and uh Chloe Kardashian was all mine. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What was that? What, what and, the hell and, was he thinking? And and then you got the other song, Yikes. That's my reaction when I was listening <laughs> to it. Yikes. Yo. But um to his credit, I mean it's an EP, but it's an eighth consecutive release to go number one. So people are still fucking with his music heavy, even though it's taking a, a downturn. And party um, is all over it. Yeah, party next door is all over that all over that album as well. And um, but again, Ye really like flies under my radar, and then that brings us to last fall. Oh no! So this, apparently, this, in the recording, this was he he released now. Now I'm all for people being religious. Don't get me wrong, but Kanye, we know you. And then he so he converts back. To, he he claims that he, recording with Chance the rapper restored his faith in Jesus, and all of a sudden. You see Kanye West with a whole gospel choir. Um, he's he's re, he's re-performing Jesus Walks for the first time in over a decade, and he's backed up by a gospel choir singing Jesus Walks, like they sing the hook Jesus Walks with me. Like the whole he's got a gospel choir. The guy Cult. is saying that he's a gospel rapper now. Cult. If Cult. you even go Cult. on on iTunes, mm. if you even go on iTunes, they'll tell you. Jesus is King is not labeled under hip hop. It's labeled under gospel. So that's interesting. He, w- he went to Wyoming. Once he went to Wyoming, that's it. Well, yeah, because he recorded Yay in Wyoming. Um, and most of these producers he had, other than Timberland and Benny Blanco, most of them he had never worked with before. Bro, he, he, he calls his, and this is also where he starts quote unquote preaching. And he came out with a, with a, with a video every Sunday talking about Sunday service. So now Kanye's thinking he's a reverend, he's a minister, and th- I just found this whole thing to be really, really weird. 
Oh, wait a minute. How is that weird? But you didn't find what Craig Mack was doing was weird, you hypocrite. Hold on, hold on. First off, Craig Mack was never a preacher. He simply walked into the church. The pastor asked him why he was here. He said, I used to do wickedness and rap, and now I want to do righteousness. Yeah, but you made fun of that. You even talked about joining a cult because he did it. Listen, first off, first off, I didn't make fun of it. Anybody who wants to give their life to the Lord and Savior, I'm all for oh, it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, what? so what's the difference here? What's the difference here with Kanye? Kanye thought he was God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's only one God. That's the <laughs> only it. one God. That whole, he, he even showed up with Joel Osteen. Yeah, that's, on the Sunday service video. On the Sunday service, I said, what are you doing? What are you doing, Joe? And people you know were actually... Forget, forget, forget Joel Olsen. <laughs> what was Fred Hammond doing on that uh, hands-on song? And people uh. actually forget that, that you know, Kanye was going around uh, speaking blasphemy, calling himself God, featuring God on an album. Now, all of a sudden, he wants to worship God. And um, uh -huh. the original... The oh. original um, title for Jesus is King was supposed to be Yandi, like Gandhi. So right. I think this guy like really like lost his fucking mind. But like it's just and then like just to hear the gospel sound from Kanye. I know some people appreciated it. But, I hated it. But that like whole, I hated that whole album. Wasn't a fan. And I felt like it was. I don't know if it was mocking gospel, but I felt like he don't know what the hell he again. He was all over the place. Like that and song, Close on Sunday. What the hell's he doing? And you saw the way you saw the way he was playing the piano. Oh my God! With all that excitement and everybody dancing in the background, and like people hyped it up so much. Yeah, but you like, can, but you can really say that this is a gospel album because he got he got no malice out of retirement for the clips from the clips and and put on use this gospel. Right. Well, well, no malice is a what a reverend. He's a reverend now. He quit rapping. He's a reverend now. He quit, yeah. he quit rapping, rapping to preach, and um, then he got other songs like "Jesus is Lord" and 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 "God is" and and "Water." So this truly is a gospel album. But it just made like, all right, we'll go around the room. Um, Nivlak, like when you when you heard that he came out with a gospel album, like what was your initial reaction to it? I all right. First off, I washed my hands of Kanye so long ago that most Kanye news flies under the radar. I peep it because I mean it's Kanye. You're going to pay attention when his name is mentioned, but Kanye's doing Sunday service. Kanye's with Joel Osteen. I'm like, I, Joel Osteen is a scammer to me to begin with. You're just digging yourself further into this hole, which is kind of reaching to China by now. <laughs> then he's doing Sunday services. I'm like, uh, like, like Al said, if you're going to give your life to the Lord, I'm all for it. Like me personally, I'm not religious. I am spiritual. However you want to get in tune with, with whatever your higher power that you believe into, I mean, yeah, you believe in, I'm, I'm with it. He does not seem genuine. Everything seems to be for attention. And when it comes it to religion or spirituality, especially if you're doing it for attention, I have no respect for you. And right now, we didn't mention it yet, but even the fact that he's quote unquote running for president, everything you seem to do currently puts you in the news. If you was really trying to really turn your life over to the Lord, you'd be so low-key with it. Because that's what finding yourself is about. It's about being internal. Not worrying mm. about what's happening in the world or interacting with what's happening in the world. That's right. Yep. Um, QG, your opinion? I couldn't have said it better just now. Uh, when it came out, I said, okay, what are you doing? Like, 
if you if you if you were really serious and real legit about all this, you wouldn't be putting it out there. You know, you wouldn't be doing all these outlandish things. You know how much money he made off doing this? All these arenas getting packed and everything like that. The the, the sales for these concerts and these shows and taking these flights with this choir and everything. I said, this is just another level of Kanye West. This is a layer of Kanye West. We have character development with Kanye West. This is just you, another version of himself. You know what You know what it's looking like to me right now? It's like one of those YouTube sketches where they like, what if blah, blah, blah. So I'm yeah. looking at this like, what if Joel Osteen was Kanye West? Or what if T.D. Jakes was Kanye West? Right. This is what I'm looking at right now. Do you guys believe do you guys believe in the parallel universe? Mm. I, I did I didn't believe it until Kanye came about with, with, <laughs> right. with this gospel there's, stuff. There's different parallel universes of Kanye West. So when you time travel or when you go through dimensions, each dimension has its own version of Kanye. We want we want the one with the backpack and the Louis Vuitton and the polo shirt. Um T.O., your 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 opinion on um on Kanye's newfound Christianity real quick before we move on? Cult, C-U-L-T. That's it. I'm not <laughs> talking. I'm not going to explain this whole Christianity garbage, because like y'all said, this is for attention. And I felt like this was a bit of a mockery to gospel music. Whether if you don't, I mean, look, look I, I was disappointed when Fred Hammond was even on the album. Like, come on, man. Not even Donnie McClurkin is on that album. I don't see a lot. Don't of worry, Mac. Mac, don't worry about Fred Hammond. The only Hammond we acknowledge is Reggie Hammond. <laughs> <laughs> wow, but but come on, man. It's this was too much of a mockery to gospel music, and and what made me made me mad is how people really fell into it. I'm like, you really gonna take this boy seriously on gospel rap? This man, this man, well, at one point was talking about Jesus walks. Now all of a sudden, you want to so-called reinvent that particular type of person. It's too late. The damage has been done, in my opinion. His identity still out his identity still gone he doesn't know what to do he wants to be a backpack rapper then he changes like like we all we mentioned like a few minutes ago his mob died fine but the rest of the albums where the hell was he going he was all over the place every damn album you went from this type of album this type of album now you want to be a, a, a gospel rapper you know what this is reminding me of my daughter one night, she told me, she said, Dad, my mind is going crazy. My mind is not quiet. I feel like that's what Kanye is going through. It's just like they've always said, if you are a genius, you have the capacity to go mad. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody would disagree musically, especially on the production side. Kanye West is a genius. Even today, with all the bullshit, if we just talk about the production, yeah, it's not hip hop anymore. The production is still phenomenal. That man is a genius when it comes to that. I feel like his mind is going everywhere, and he just can't get a grip anymore. He's lost. That, he's truthfully lost. That's accurate. He's been he's sunk even lower. And that brings us to the final points that I'm about to bring up. So Kanye, and I thought he was playing around when he when he did this, but. He took a picture and put it on Twitter of him in a Make America Great Again hat, which everybody thought was like, all right, what the fuck is going on? But then the man actually went to the Trump rally and publicly endorsed Donald Trump, dapped the man up, hugged the man, and endorsed his campaign. And even Kim Kardashian is is like an advisor to Trump 
uh, in terms of like the, j- the the jail reform system where she's trying to get people pardoned and she's gotten several people pardoned um, through Donald Trump and got their sentences commuted. But I think Kanye is either A, lost, B, what, B like it's just a publicity thing or 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 see like maybe maybe this whole thing is is real and he really does support Trump and thinks he can make America great again. It and, could um, be D. It could be D. All of the above. Yeah, it could. It, it could is be very D. possible. But I I personally don't think it's a stunt because you're wearing the man's hat. You went and dapped him up and showed your support at his rally. I mean, did you guys see that um the clips of the interview that Kanye had with Trump in the Oval Office? No. Oh lord! I seen uh, a picture did, of that. You, I saw a picture. Did you of that. see the yep. smile on his face though? That's the only point I want to make on that. Did you see the smile on his face? That man was genuinely excited to be in the Oval Office with. I don't want to say you guys, presidents, because I like you guys. With those those people's president, he was genuinely excited. Like you could see the excitement in his eyes. That man yeah. is lost. You're right. And and and, and this is the point I'm gonna make, and maybe you y'all will agree with me. But for the same guy who went, who stood there on national television a decade prior and said that the George Bush, who was the president, didn't care <laughs> about black people. That's where everybody us, is going to keep bringing that to, part To of associate pocket. himself with exactly. Donald Trump, who personally, I don't think he cares about black people either. That's I'm like, sorry. I think that's incorrect to say. I think really? he cares very much about black people. His care is in a very negative way, though. But I feel like we are a concern of his. Okay, fair like, enough. Like I would, I would prefer for all of the people that's in charge of the government. I would prefer for them to not care, for them to be neutral on us. I'm not trying to turn this into like a, a pro-black conversation or nothing. But if they were neutral on us, we'd be perfectly fine. We'd be able to do what we want to do. They care far too much about us. I doubt it, but it no, no, no. When I say care, when I say care, I don't mean care in a positive. Like I care for my mother. I mean, we're on the forefront of their minds. They are paying attention to everything that we do. They are actively trying to hold us down. That's what I mean about care. Like, the word care you know, is, is taken to be a positive word, but when I say care, I see what you they mean. Care. Yeah. They, when I say I don't care about something, I'm neutral on it. I do you it guys want to look at it, something? You guys want to look at something interesting? Here's the thing that same video and everything that uh, that we've been talking about. He says that he's created a new party, the birthday party. Oh my God. And he said he's going to win. Then he says he's no longer supporting Trump. He's taking off the red hat too late. Then he says he, he's okay with siphoning off black votes from the Democratic nominees, thus helping Trump. He's like, I'm not denying it. He says to say that the black vote is democratic is a form of racism and white supremacy. Where the hell did you get that from? Wait, wait, wait. wait. You, but see, this is my thing, man. This is this whole thing is a joke when it comes to him and Trump. So it's like Kanye. We know your agenda. We're not stupid. That's a, I'm gonna I'm I'm be I'm gonna be upfront with everybody. I'm not I'm I'm not falling for that bullshit. Agreed. So, I'm so not falling for this bullshit. So, so I'm not falling for that whole not supporting Trump. No, no way. You out of all the times that you went smiling like a uh, of Uncle Ruckus in his damn office with the red hat, all of a sudden you're not. You're, all of a sudden you ain't supporting Trump. Hey, hold on a minute. Hold on. Hold on a minute. <laughs> Why'd you just mention my name? 
What is the matter with y'all? Y'all know what's going on? Hey, I'm calling in on the show and I hear about Kanye West. Kanye West is a good, upstanding man. What is the matter with you? I'm sorry for interrupting your show, but this man just mentioned my name. <laughs> yeah, that was actually perfect. That was perfect. Yo, that was perfect. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with Kanye West. <laughs> Now go back to doing what she's doing. I'm out of here. <laughs> Yo, you was a fool. But that, nah, that was on the money. Yo, that's going to be a highlight of this episode. Trust me. Well, I can't wait uh, for the description on this one. You gotta, yeah, I was about to say, in the, in the, in the description, you got to put featuring Uncle Ruckus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uncle Ruckus Mo- called it. He called it. Most definitely. Um, but but that brings me to this. Now, recently, maybe a co- as, as old as a couple weeks ago, and I'm glad we're recording this now when we're recording it, Kanye said he, he announced on Twitter he's running for president. Um... Do any of you think he even has a chance to win? Or and, and furthermore, will you vote for him? Hell no. <laughs> nope. You know, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stand up and say this was, with a capital if this was H, American capital. Idol, I would vote for him to go home. That's about it. Yep, go home and stay home. Like all that lockdown you be doing, like go create another album. Go lockdown. Go do that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, with with his with his confirmed mental issues, I don't think he's fit to. Even have any type. How of old is Kanye? He's like forty uh, something. Because don't you have to be at least forty five, I believe, to even be president? Is he forty five yet? Kanye's forty three. Mm. I don't think he's old enough to be president. And also, he's ineligible to run in five states. I don't remember what the rule was, but he cannot. He cannot run in five states. Let me ask you guys something real quick. Somebody brought up if he came out and said he's doing something for Chicago. Like running for the Senate of Chicago or something in that field. Fix home first. Do you guys, would you guys have gotten behind that? Instead of focusing on the world, let me try to fix my home. I would have appreciated that a lot more than this. I personally, he's going to have to do a lot to even become neutral in my eyes again. And, Mm -hmm. And this, I don't, I hope I don't sound selfish for saying this, but him doing something for Chicago does not affect me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great for the people in Chicago. Like, if you're going to do something for the people of your hometown, please do that. But it doesn't affect me, so there's no personal reason for me to sit there and give Kanye a chance still. I, I can I can recognize I it's a good thing, but it you know, change my opinion. If, you know what? I personally believe if he was to, like, run for mayor of Chicago or even governor of Illinois before he went mad, like, graduation or previous... Oh, yeah. I think... I think Correct. he would have been able to at least been like, you know, a senator or a mayor in, in his hometown. But, you know, everybody's going to write him off. If, if this president thing is for real, for real, I think everybody's going to write him off just because of his his issues. Distraction. Okay. Guys, I just looked it up. I'm sorry to interrupt. You actually got to be no, 35 to be president. So, yeah, he can be. Technically, he can be president. Um, he, I, I still don't think, I still don't think, uh, and already, and he can't, and according to what I'm, I'm looking at here, uh, he missed the deadline to, uh, to file as an independent candidate in Indiana, Texas, Maine, New Mexico, and North Carolina. So he automatically would lose in those states. Wow. Yeah, he has no chance then. So there's no purpose of running right now. If he was genuine, if he was genuine, he would start, he would maybe start like a light campaign now just. Put the fillers out and then run in 2024. Yeah, and then also it says the the deadline to to because you apparently you have to file by state, 
to run for the presidency. You have to file the paperwork. And within the next two weeks, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Pennsylvania, New York, Ohio, Iowa, Kansas, Maryland, Michigan, Missouri, Utah, and Wyoming. Well, Wyoming were a place that he loves. Their their paper their deadline for the paperwork is all within the next week and a half to two weeks. So I don't I don't feasibly and you know what? You know what? And I had a conversation with my mother, and she told me that she believes that him announcing his presidency is a result of his mental state. Like it's not something serious, it's just him outlandish. You think it's just like a uh, it's like it's another attention seeker. He's but, gone. Yeah, it's either but, that or like a, a delusion that he's having. Like he genuinely you know, thinks he can run for president. And you know why I, I believe I agree with my mother on this? Because if you look at the tweet where he announces it, he said that God spoke to him and told him to unify the nation. I mean, unite the nation. And I'm just like, now I'm not trying to call religious people quacks, but usually when people have suffered from mental illness and then they say that God has spoken to them, I'm like, I mean, well, 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 I mean, stranger things have happened. I mean, if you guys remember, if you build it, they will come. That's Field of Dreams, man. Stop that. God spoke to him. So, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't God. That was the spirit of the dead baseball player. What are you and, talking and, about? And, and, and another thing that And another that thing was that was interesting, he announced this on July 4th. Yeah. Publicity. Yeah, it's, it's too Publicity. well thought out. Yes. This don't even seem like the spur of the moment. Stuff. Like, if, if it had just three o'clock in the morning, y'all running for president, I'd still be looking at him crazy. But then it, at least I could be like, that's just a genuine thought and feeling that popped into this man's head at 3 a.m. And you, you, he was like, fuck that, I'm doing it. I, you guys remember when he first announced it? You guys remember when he first announced it? Uh, yeah, it was like a few years ago. Right, you know, and, and it was like people cheered and got up and clapped and everything. And then all of a sudden it came right back. It's like, Oh no, you were serious, <laughs> man. I I I really hope that either Kanye like wait. It feels like he's just going through a really bad dream, and I hope he wakes up from it and is able to rebound from it. You know what I think? You know what I think it is, and and I don't care what anyone says. I know he can't do anything to get out of that Kardashian relationship. I know oh, he's stuck. Well, you gotta you gotta remember he always he always said that Kim K was the girl he always wanted and that he became a fan of her after seeing her sex tape with Ray J. So I Which mean that was easy to me because that shit was trash. I ain't trying to be the perverted <laughs> guy on the things out in that I saw it. I'm pretty I don't know if I'm gonna be the only one to admit that I saw it. I, I mean I think we all seen it. I saw it. Now we all, all seen right, cool, it. Cool. I just want, I ain't know how I mean, we got you, brother. It was ridiculously garbage. Was I was garbage. watching it and I was like, why is she a sex symbol? Why <laughs> this makes her a sex symbol? That means every woman in the world that's gonna lay on her back and just spread her legs is a sex symbol. And and to, that's and all to, she did for real for real. She and, she did and, that and she got the tip. Ooh, I'm so impressed. And and not only that, but like I can't fantasize and 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 wanna spend the rest of my life with and commit the rest of my life to a woman who I just seen on camera you know, take a schlong in three different ways. Like, <laughs> Well, guys, look at it like this. Gary Coleman, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Ronald Reagan, Jesse the Body Ventura. I mean, celebrities, you know, I mean, they, they, they've done it. Kanye wants to get in there and make a fool of himself. I just pray for that guy, though, all jokes aside. I know we've been Yeah, no funny, it, no funny, like... He needs to just soul. get it together. He's a lost soul, man. Yeah, it's it's like ever since his mom died back in 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 2008, that just put him yeah. on this path, and he mm -hmm. hasn't been able to recover. 
both artistically, creatively, and as a person. Like, it's just, it's yeah. rough, man. It's just really rough. Bro, that's it's the, sad that's to the, see. I'm sorry. When you when you broke it all up, you can't even break it all up. You got to start with as a person. Um, you guys are creatives. Everything that you create is tinted by your mind state and where you are in life. He's in a fucking crazy ass place in life, and that's why every single thing that he has given us has been all over the place and crazy. The tints on his glasses is different. They've been different since before he came out, but. Now it's just some extra shit that none of us can see. None of us can see what he's looking at. And like he he's and the sad part is like he's he's even alienated himself from his biggest supporter. He and Jay Z don't even fuck with each other no more. Mm-hmm. A lot point, of people distanced themselves from Kanye. A lot of them. To the point that makes sense. To the point where he got upset because Blue Ivy and Northwest couldn't have a play date. Like what is that to get mad over? Like, but I mean, Jay Z. Please don't send no killers my way. I know you got <laughs> Yo, killers. Once, once you say something like that about me on stage, I want nothing to do with you. Are you? Yeah, I actually well, want you to stay alive because then if you die, they're going to be like, oh, yeah. he got hitters. What was that? Are you crazy? <laughs> that, was, that was really stupid on Kanye's uh, end. Do you think that? about Jay-Z's history also? It is very possible he has hitters. Why, like, why, watch, watch, that's not I, far-fetched. Watch Tata find Kanye and run up on him. <laughs> but, uh, he's going oh, to spray oh, Mason oh, in his face like he did on oh, Kelly. Well, I guess well, I guess Jay Z stole the throne. Yeah, and Kanye just watched it, but uh, <laughs> but we're gonna wrap it up. Um, we're gonna go around the room uh, one by one, and we'll start with you first, Nivlack, since you've been our guest. Um, what do you think the legacy of Kanye West is ultimately <sighs> is at the end of the day? It's it's a mixed one. Um, early Kanye changed hip hop. Nobody can dispute that. If you if you are a fan of hip hop, you cannot dispute that. Um, one of my favorite artists right now, J Cole. He is a rapper that produces all of his own shit. He has this sing rappy thing that Kanye, I'm not gonna say Kanye started it, but he definitely popularized it. And a lot, like a lot, like T Pain, he started the whole auto tune, right? Uh-huh. He, he he started it and he made it popular. Kanye though, he kind of made it cool, if that makes sense. Like T Pain, when he was doing it, that was T Pain shit. T Pain could do that. It wasn't until Kanye and even Weezy started doing it that everybody else was like, Okay, don't like if Kanye and Weezy do it, we're not gonna say nothing because it's Kanye and Weezy, especially at the time that they started. They could do whatever the fuck they wanted at that point in their career, and we're gonna at least give it a chance. The rest of these niggas that was kind of eh, 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 on the fence about it was like, well, if they could do it and they and they're succeeding, let's say as far as the charts go, because as far as what they actually did, those of us that know that shit wasn't all that. But now look at everybody that's rapping up. Everybody's rapping in auto tune. Everybody, like yeah. everybody, yeah, whether you can sing or not, you got, got some sing songy. Like even I don't know if you guys heard Pop Smoke's album yet. Um, I heard Pop some Smoke. of it. Yeah, I heard he's some singing of it. on it, and it don't sound bad. It don't sound bad. But would he be doing that without Kanye? Now I'm saying, especially because he's a gangster rapper doing that. Now I'm saying, yeah, yeah. Fifty was kind of sing song rapping, but he wasn't really auto tuning it up too much. And that was, once again, 50 Cent. 50 Cent, at the point in his career, could do whatever the fuck he pleased. It was Kanye that made it cool, once for the backpack rappers to be free, two for, oh, shit, we could use auto-tunes in our, in our raps now. And even now, it's not a direct descendant of Kanye's influence, but it's like a, it's like a grand, a, it's like a grandfather thing where you got gangster rappers like Pop Smoke singing on their tracks auto-tune. 
he he his legacy is amazing. Also, though, his legacy just as far as a social figure from the eyes of black people is is tarnished. It's a wrap for you. We'll never again trust you. You gotta you have to do some pretty like you have to get black people true equality in America before we'll say, yeah, actually Kanye, we fuck with you again. Fair, fair. I, I agree. Um T O, your 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 opinion on Kanye West's legacy? Kanye West's legacy was more of a limelight when he first came out especially with the first three albums but at the same time he was always in the news i'm not in the news in the you know talkative mindsets of from college dropout to late registration and stuff what i will say about kanye's legacy which i feel really really bad for is he his legacy will be defined more of like the kardashian era and the weirdness more than his lyrical or his genius of artwork that he did and i'm sorry to say this for any kanye west fans that's just how i feel i feel like his music is overshadowed because how he has had a long time um marriage and relationship with kim kardashian it's like it's overshadowing his all-around work leading up from college dropout all the way up to even yay and then the controversy is what also overshadows his music. He's more controversial now. That's where people are seeing more of Kanye West's legacy of controversial more than his genius of music work. I'm sorry. That's just how I feel. Okay, QG, what about you? I am Warhol. <laughs> I am the number one most impactful. <laughs> All jokes aside here. Uh, what T.O. said and what and what and what all you guys have been saying and um, and I want to thank our guests especially for giving us this great insight as a Kanye fan. Yep. Um, ex ex Kanye fan. <laughs> er, er, hey, I'm, I, I'm a Kanye West fan, not a Kanye Kardashian fan. Right, right. There's, okay. That's and that's what we put together right here: a difference between Kanye West and Kanye Kardashian. What we got here: life is imitating art when it should be the other way around. Kanye West has lost his way, even though he's a genius, he's passionate, and he takes his work very, very seriously. But what this goes to show you is, here you have somebody that wanted to get in the game by any means necessary, and he did that through hard work and perseveration. When he got in, and when things started to happen, he couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle the pressures of society. He couldn't handle the pressures of what life was doing to him. So what did he do? He just threw himself in everything to the point where there is no coming back for Kanye West. What we have now is a man that's still trying to find himself. He can't. He's searching and searching and searching and searching. And what does it do? It just chips away pieces of who he was. So music-wise, artistic-wise, genius, personality-wise, the man needs help. And his legacy, we will always appreciate first album, second album, third album, acquired taste for the others. But at the end of the day, 
my prayers are for you, Kanye. I hope you, I hope you do get some help. And um, I guess that leads it to me. And um, like I said, there's two Kanye West. I split Kanye West. There's 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 college dropout to graduation, and there's 808 heartbreaks to present. And I feel like his legacy, he is unmatched as a producer. As a rapper, eh, so so. But as a person, like 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 you said, QG, I feel like he can do some help, and um, I hope he I hope he is able to rebound and you know just restore his image and, and get himself correct, you know. Absolutely. But uh, uh, Nivlak, uh, we want to say thank you for for joining us this week on on the podcast, man. Listen, fellas, um, I want to thank y'all for having me. Ever since like the first three episodes, I hit out. I'm like, yo, bro, when y'all ready? Like, I know how it is because I had a podcast myself. No, y'all are not gonna be ready immediately for guests, but when you all keep me in mind, and it's a pleasure, that. bro. Thank you for that. It's a yeah, pleasure, no, pleasure yo, having you. I'm gonna I'm I'm say this publicly. Every episode I've dropped, I don't even have to hit this man up. He'll hit me up first, and he'll be like, "Yo, so I listen. This is what I think. Here's here's some ideas. Here's some advice." And then like I've listened to it all because, uh, as you can tell, you go back in the archives, bro, and some of your ideas is implemented in, mm-hmm. in episodes that we've had. So I'm definitely do appreciate you. I do listen to you. Um, anything you I just want to, I want to yeah, say, ahead. I want to say, I kind of want to, I kind of want you to publicly, even if it's, even if you got a lot, I kind of want you to just publicly claim me as the number one fan of the podcast. Not, no, nah, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to deny that because again, you and I, like every week it's a, it's a conversation, bro. Like we, we really appreciate that. Yeah. You definitely guys, put nah, that out. You though. guys know y'all shit. Like if, if anybody is listening to this podcast for the first time, finish this episode. Cause we at the end. Go back to the first episode and just listen straight through. If if you felt like you knew hip hop, y'all about to feel dumb. Cause these go, these three right here, I be sitting there amazed. Like when I don't know if y'all would be able to tell. When we first started this podcast, I was nervous because my recall for detail is nowhere near like y'all's. And I don't know if y'all sitting there with all the information in front of y'all faces. If you are, it does not sound like that. All of it sounds like memory recall. Like I love that. I love listening to this and Right now, this kind of like made my week, my month. Right now, like just being able to talk to you guys. Like I be talking to you guys, y'all don't hear me because <laughs> y'all already put the episode out. But to able to be able to interact, this is fucking dope. Yeah, and, I, and I'm pretty, sh- I'm, I'm pretty sure, and I'm safe to say this. Uh, speaking for all three of us, you ever want back on the show, bro? We 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 always got a spot for you. You know what I mean? Absolutely, so, come on back, man. Real quick before we get out of here, because we did mention that you, you do rap um at the top of the show. Is there anything you're working on right um, now Anything you want to plug? Well, I'm about to, I just moved back home. So I'm setting up my studio, like resetting up my studio. I can't really, I can record right now, but it's not going to be the sound quality that I want. So I'm trying to hold out, but I do have this one song. um It's been calling on me to like officially record it. So I might put some blankets up and get that done soon. Okay. Um, um, is is there anywhere where like people can hear like your your right now? Work? Right now, you can go to SoundCloud, search Nivlak Lamar. That's my name. N I V L A C L E M A J. Um, my page will pop up. I got two EPs out. I actually got a third one coming. I'm waiting for somebody else to mix it though, because like I said, my studio situation. So I don't I don't have a timetable on that one. Um, after that EP, I'm gonna be doing like full length projects, and those will be on all streaming platforms. All right. Awesome. So they, so like y'all heard the man SoundCloud look up Nivlak Lamage. I, I personally listen to his music. His music is fire. Um, you'd be making a big mistake if you pass on it. Um, 
and uh, I'll also link your SoundCloud in the episode description as well. So I appreciate um, it. Appreciate yeah, so it. anybody anybody clicks on the episode, they could just click the link. Wow, I just got I just got why he says that rap name. That's backwards. What Jamel Calvin or something? Well, Calvin Jamel, yeah. Calvin, wow. Yeah, that's dope. Yo, 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 Al, I, I didn't start using it till um till now. Well, recently, like a couple years ago, but I first thought of that like the second day of high school. I was really bored as hell in Mr. Mazzara's class. Ooh. I was in Mr. Mazzara's class and I was just fooling around, doodling, and then I came up with that name at the time because like like we said, we, we had to be gangster rappers. I was rapping under CJ Guns. I remember Don't like that. <laughs> And I was like, live like Lamage. Now that's far too outlandish. And then when I started like being true to myself and started actually being more conscious in my rapping, I was like, that name actually is very unique. I've never heard live like, I've never heard Lamage, and I've definitely never heard them together. And not only that, it's actually my name. Like, can't nobody take that from me. That's 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 what, true. And what a name. What a. What, hey, that's more that's more creativity than me. Cause uh, to this day, Soldier Smooth still lives. Cause that's my PlayStation and Xbox gamer tag. So. All right. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna we I'm we're gonna link his music in the in the episode description. Um, and yeah, so we'll be back next week. And we just wanna um thank Nivlack for dropping by. And this has been our Kanye West episode. Um, and until next week, Rap Lab is out. We'll see y'all again. Yes, sir. Peace. Yes, y'all.